Welcome to the Curious Naturopath. This is Dr. Heidi Hook, and today I'm very excited to have Mary Beauchamp. And she is a nutritionist in my office, and she specializes in ketogenic diet, in GAPS diet, and she has so much to share. And I am just incredibly excited to have her speak today because I think there's so much to learn. I think there's so much misinformation around ketogenic. And I'm so today she's going to clear all that up and um, and get so you can really have a better understanding of uh, of what this is all about. So welcome, Mary. Thank you so so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me to be on this interview, Heidi, the Curious Naturopath. I love the name. You do a lot of keto. I mean, we both do a lot of keto. We love it. It's an amazing uh, diet. Um, but I think there's a lot of misinformation. And so I wanted you to just share a little bit about kind of your overview because I think you have a different overview than most people do. Um, and um, so, and it's so exciting. So I just, I want this to shout this to the world so people can really understand the benefits of it, but um, how you, I think you do it differently. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'd love for you to share your, your thoughts on it. Okay. So, I feel like the ketogenic diet is is the far outer rim of the extreme edge of a low-carb diet. So there's a vast uh, space in between what you could, could consider to be a low-carb diet, and the keto diet is the extreme outer edge of that. So if you need results quickly, it's a great place to turn to get immediate results in the fastest way. So you could get from point A to point B in a couple of months or a couple of years doing low carb, um, assuming that the way, the reason you got where you are is because you probably were eating the typical standard American diet food pyramid that's been recommended to us since we were in second grade. And we've all sort of been misled to think is a healthy diet, um, which is why we have an obesity epidemic and why we have so much disease and chronic illness in our, in our in our culture right now. So if you are a product of that misinformation, um, one of the quickest ways to, to turn the Titanic around from running into the iceberg is to do something extreme. And sometimes you need to do something extreme. You know, I had a patient yesterday who told me that she is diabetic. She was just diagnosed as being diabetic. She had no idea And she said, I had no idea. I thought I had a healthy diet and here I am. I've just been diagnosed as being diabetic and I don't want to be on insulin. That is a great person, a perfect candidate for doing something extreme to get their blood sugar back in order and to reverse their diabetes naturally with diet, which is totally possible and to do it in the, in a timely manner, right? So she could cut back on carbs, which she has already done before she saw me. Um, and she's made extremely great progress just doing that. But now she wants to fine tune things a little bit more and kind of tighten things up even more and really start losing weight, more weight, more quickly. And she never really saw her weight gain as a health problem. She liked her body. She was happy with her weight. And um, so for her, it wasn't about losing weight. It was about redirecting her in her inner biochemistry um, so that she could be in a healthy place. And so she came to me and we, we set up a little plan where she could actually um, just tighten up what she was already doing a little bit more and really start tracking and getting clear on what her body was doing with respect to her blood sugar and her ketones. And in that regard, 
it's a wonderful tool and a wonderful strategy for people to know and to learn and to embody the practices of it because it helps to correct things quickly. And once you start getting the results that you're wanting and once you're reach, you've reached your ideal body weight and your blood sugar's at a manageable level and you're, and you're off of insulin or you've you know uh, successfully dodged that bullet of even having to be on insulin, which is the goal, um, then you're ready to start sort of expanding your diet again and probably not as expansive in the realm of carbohydrates as it ever once was, but you can start adding carbohydrates back in. And I think that that is the piece that is missing in a lot of the approaches out there around keto in that people see it as a lifetime thing or it's a forever diet. And I don't really see it that way. So I see it as a means to an end and it's a means to getting results and it's a means of understanding your body so that once you feel what it's like to be in that deeply detoxifying mode of autophagy when you are in ketosis um, and you feel the brightness of your, um, of your brain, you know, really working in a, in a way that gives you a lot more presence and, um, clarity and conscious awareness. That's, that's the feeling that you can always go back to whenever you need to. And so to use that as a tool, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, uh, maybe every couple, every, you know, seasonally, as you do your, you know, fasting and, um, fasting practices are, are a big part of what I teach as well in the realm of um, maintaining a ketogenic diet in a healthy way. And some people can achieve that deep autophagy and housekeeping, if you will, um, and detoxification just from, you know, reducing their carbohydrates to the point where they know they're in ketosis for a couple days a month or maybe a week. It just depends. So if you have a severe mental illness, if you have Alzheimer's, dementia, um, seizures, you might need to be in ketosis in you know more long term than somebody who just wants to lose weight. Um, that's a whole different uh, application, I would say. Somebody who needs to have their ketones high enough so that they are going to be able to maintain some level of um, different type of brain function. Those people may need to be in ketosis longer and they may need to have higher, more therapeutic level of ketones. But if you are just looking to help to manage your blood sugar um, and reverse prediabetes or diabetes or lose weight, then it's, it's definitely something that can be done short term until you reach your health goals, until you reach your ideal body weight. And then I would suggest that you start cycling um, in more carbohydrates. So and they would be healthy carbs, you know, slow carbs, carbs that take a long time to absorb. They're carbs that are high in fiber and they're whole foods. Um, you'll never really be able to go back to eating, you know, pizza and donuts or bagels and processed carbohydrates again if that was what you were doing before and that's sort of what got you where you where you don't want to be. Um, that that's never going to be a good idea. I don't think no matter what kind of diet you want to be on. Um, so I really like to look at it from the perspective of a whole food, um, slow food, you know, organic uh, perspective in terms of local healthy foods. And so I'm a big believer in getting the results that you want and then keeping the metabolism um, in a state of always having to adapt. And so if you do any one thing for too long, your body's going to start to compensate for it. It's kind of like if you reduce your calories for long enough to lose weight, you might lose a little bit of weight, but eventually your metabolism your metabolism's going to adapt and you're going to stop losing weight.
because your body's smart and it's going to slow down. So if your metabolism slows down to meet the lack of energy that it's getting in, eventually your weight loss is going to be stalled. Um, and then you're going to be wondering why you can't lose weight. So that is one of the things that I like to do is keep the metabolism uh, always adapting and so that you're resilient and this resiliency that we can achieve through ketosis by teaching or reteaching our metabolism how to burn fat as a fuel source when maybe it's forgotten, right? We, this is something that we may have never asked our body to do in our lifetime where it's genetically programmed to be able to do this, but yet we don't ever give it the opportunity. And when we go into ketosis, it puts us into a very um, detoxifying state uh, and it allows us to do a lot of deep housekeeping inside of our body that needs to be done and repair and, and some rebuilding of, of broken or, or sort of mutated cellular parts and things like that. So it kind of triggers this deeper level of housekeeping that is really important. And even if, like I said, even if we do this a couple times a year, once you embody this practice, you'll always know how to do it. And you'll always know when your body is in ketosis, if you're, um, if you learn the right way, how to manage your biochemistry while you're doing this through, um, checking your biometrics, your blood sugar, your ketones with a monitor, then you'll always, you know, you'll have the drivers, uh, you'll have the, the reins in your hand, you'll have the steering wheel, you'll be able to go back to this whenever you choose. And it's, a, I feel like it's a great tool to have. And it's, um, it's something that you can learn and master and use it whenever you feel like you're kind of slipping back into maybe being tired or uh, maybe you feel like you're getting sick, the body will automatically go into a state of ketosis, which is why we lose our appetite when we become sick and have a fever and, you know, we, we want to lay down and drink broth. You know, this is the body's way of saying, this is what you need, whether you like it or not, you're going to be, you're going to stop and, and it will make you stop. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I feel like it's just a wonderful built-in mechanism that we have access to and we can tr teach our body how to be resilient and flexible. That's really the key, is to create metabolic flexibility. Um, and I think that that plays into longevity and healthy aging in such a big way. And if we can retrain our metabolism to be able to burn fat or glucose for fuel, then we're more resilient and we're more flexible in our, in, in our metabolism. The older we get, the more we need to do cleaning up. Mm -hmm. um, when we're young, it's all about building, building muscle, building our body, building our brain, building our, our everything. Um, and as we get older, we need more cleaning up. And that's the, the longevity part, part. And I know you've talked about autophagy and autophagy really is about that cleaning up. And when you eat food, it promotes your body to make your body. And when you do ketosis or you fast, it promotes your body to clean up. Mm -hmm. And so um, it, it, I also tell people, patients, you know, carbs are for kids. And, and so as we age, we really need to start um, decreasing our carbs. It's a natural progression that that our body, if we want to be healthy, is we need to, to start limiting our carbs. We need less food. We need less protein. We need, um, and we need less of the food. So um, our body can then spend more time cleaning out at a cellular level. Mm. And then the other thing you were mentioning that I think is really important is that 
Um, there's a lot of patients that I see that come in and are hungry, right? Mm-hmm. They're hungry. Like they can't imagine doing like an intermittent fast or they can't imagine skipping a meal because they're like starving, like rip the door down, I need to eat. (laughs) And sometimes that's not just due to, you know, low chromium, it's due to, and I want you to talk about the hunger and the leptin and all of that because that's another huge piece that keeps us eating carbs, that keeps us sick. Mm, That's great. Yeah, I kind of think of a ketogenic diet as like, it's like metabolic yoga, right? So the more you, the more you can slip in and out of it, uh, the more flexible your metabolism come, becomes, the more in shape and fit your body internally becomes, and it's more able to respond and to be um, able to cope with stressors from the environment and even emotional stressors as well. So when it comes to being hungry, the interesting thing is, is that people... Ironically, the more, the more you fast, the less hunger you get. And that has been my experience personally and working with patients, which is why a keto diet and intermittent fasting together go so well. Um, not only because it gives your body longer to burn off the glucose that it may have encountered during the day, um, by doing some intermittent fasting, sometimes that's all somebody needs to do to reverse their diabetes or their prediabetes and get their weight off is just simply not eat in a, a, lo- a larger or longer window of time. So if you compress that eating window, that might be enough for you. That might be all you need to do is just reduce your period, your feeding window. Um, and then if you add on that, when you do eat, you eat low carb foods. If you reduce your carbohydrates, If you reduce your carbohydrates, you have to increase either fat or protein, okay? And a ketogenic diet is not a high-protein diet, so you have to increase your fats, right? And the fat in your meal is actually what makes you feel full and satiated so that you aren't hungry all the time. So you could just simply increase your healthy fats, and that could be enough for, I would say, probably the majority of people in the world to actually start feeling better and losing weight just doing that alone. So if you're wondering what you can do to take like one baby step in the right direction, maybe you're not gonna do full on keto because you do need to do it right, you need to do it correctly. There's a lot of sort of nuances around um, how to do it how to do it properly so that you don't slip off and, and sort of um, have some of the negative side effects of the keto diet. Um, you really have to be careful about your salt intake Um, And you need to make sure that you're um, doing a lot of things every day so that you don't have a negative reaction, okay? So if you're gonna go keto, which is, might be great for you, um, just make sure you have the uh, proper guidance and coaching and and somebody who really knows what they're doing to help walk you through it because there's a lot of ways that you can do it wrong. But for, like I was saying, for most people, if you just start eating more healthy fats, that would be enough to solve most of the world's problems right there. Just flip your carbs and start, you know, reduce your carbohydrate intake and start eating more healthy fats. That's the thing that is so confusing for people because the fat in your meal, again, it, it, that's what makes you feel full and satisfied. So you're not going to be craving as many carbs. So fats have about double the density of calories as a carb or a protein. So you need to eat much less food. So that is another sort of um, 
surprise to a lot of people that they eat so much less volume of food and they feel much more full and satiated during the day. So it's, it's very ironic and it's very counterintuitive that if you eat less hours and you eat less food, you're actually going to feel more full and satisfied. So it's, it's a bit of a brain twister to wrap your head around. And most people actually have to experience it to believe it because we just don't understand that we don't need big, huge plates of food, of food anymore. You know, we can go to a small, um, a small size plate and feel just as full. Mm -hmm. And I also think that there's this fear around fat, right? Oh, I can't eat that fat because of cholesterol. And, um, I'd always tell people, you know what? It's the sugar that's getting you. The sugar goes to triglycerides, it goes to the LDL cholesterol, which is the lousy, you know, the lousy cholesterol that we want to have low. So that's a LDL, the, L, the, uh, the lousy ones that we want to have low. And so it's the sh carbs that actually go to the inflammatory LDL cholesterol, not necessarily the good fats. The fats go to make your body. And we see, that's where we see a huge shift in the cholesterol, the triglycerides, that LDL cholesterol going down, insulin goes down, cardiometabolic um, uh, goes down. I mean, everybody starts to feel better. And our body, it's, it's I can't tell you how many times I'm, I look at the tests pre and post and I'm like, your body loves this diet. You know, your insulin is down, your insulin resistance is down, your triglycerides are down, your LDL cholesterol is down, your HDLs are up, their energy is up. It's like, okay, you have turned this around. You've turned the ship around and, and they're not as hungry. Mm. So, um, which is a, a, a huge thing because I think hunger, I see all these people that are, are overweight and I, in their grocery carts, it's all carbs. And they're, I know they're hungry. I know they're starving. They're, they feel like they're starving. And yet they're have, they're not, they don't have access to their fat. If we really looked at all the fat that we have and we use that as energy, we have a tremendous amount of energy. But you, it does take a little bit of time to convert your body from build, uh, burning carbs to burning fats. And um, you know, a lot of times for my patients, I'm like, you know, if all you have to do is just start eating more fat. You'll get the satiety and then you can start limiting the carbs. Mm -hmm. But if you just go into it and limit your carbs, it's hard. Yeah. You can't really limit your carbs without increasing one of the other two macronutrients, right? Right. And we don't really want to eat too much protein because protein triggers a lot of other unhealthy pathways that you can probably talk a lot more about, I think. But um, yeah, this is this is the problem with, with too much protein. Number one, it will trigger some inflammatory pathways and it also tr uh, affects mTOR and it also um, will trigger insulin. So. A lot of people think that a ketogenic diet is a high protein diet. It it is the equivalent or um, of a say a paleo diet, and and that's not at all true. So it does not uh, mean that you are going to be eating a ton of protein at every meal. It's actually very very moderate in protein because too much protein will also trigger insulin and kick you out of ketosis. So anybody who's been on a ketogenic diet that might be listening to this and who has wondered why they have um, maybe their ketones are getting lower or they're, they're not able to keep their ketones in the in the optimal range um, check your protein intake because oftentimes uh, just a little bit too much protein is going to kick you out of ketosis so keep watch it's really good yeah. to track your I recommend everybody who wants to try a ketogenic diet gets a monitor it's so simple it's less than a hundred dollars on Amazon 
and that'll put you in the driver's seat. You have to know how the food you eat affects your biochemistry. And once you figure that out, you don't have to test forever, but until you start to become familiar with how certain foods react in your body, it's a wonderful tool to have and it will really give you so much vital information. Mary, you are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Honey. And I, you have a website and you have a blog or a, a podcast. Um, I think that um, you can uh, support people by people visiting your website Absolutely. and listening to your podcast because you and your website is a wealth of knowledge. Um, or you, they can see you here. Um, so you have a lot of accessibility. And I am um, so happy that you came because I know we could probably talk for hours on this. I know. Um, but is there anything else you wanted to share um, to, to, to wrap this up? Well, I'm excited to share that you can access my work from anywhere. So I have a virtual step-by-step -step, uh, process that I walk people through to actually get them keto adapted, get their metabolism flexible. And then the mo one of the most important pieces of this, which Heidi and I have already shared, is that it's really important that you cycle back in carbohydrates at the end of your journey with, with your ketogenic diet or once you've reached your health goals. So I walk you through that whole process. You can also access the tools and the tests that we've talked about that you can get here uh, virtually anywhere in the United States. On the auburnnaturopathicmedicine.com website, you can find um, you can find all sorts of information about how to get the uh, how to get labs, supplements that can assist you in finding your optimal health. Right, exactly. And it's, it's really so important that you, that you have a baseline of knowledge about what's going on with your body. And you can also find me at www.ketogenicdietcoach.com and you can access um, either an online course or you can come in and see me personally in the office and I would love to meet you. And thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for inviting me to speak, Heidi. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Um, it's always wonderful and we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs>